10 seconds. All right. You know what it is? You know who it is? I'm back with another podcast. So Derek isn't here this week. It's just me. I'm missing Derek. But uh, we're going to we're going to keep this going anyways. This is episode 11 of the Thrive AmTap with two Ps. Today is the Skinny Boy podcast. I'm going to be talking about stability today. This is going to be a 14-minute AmTap, so I'm going to try to get in as much as I can. So let's start. Stability. I talk about this word a lot because I think it's one of the most important aspects of fitness and is misunderstood in a lot of ways. If you read my article on the Thrive website about what the keys to mobility and stability are, the differences between those and flexibility, then you'll have a slight understanding of what I'm talking about. If not, this will be a great introduction to the topic, and then after this you can go check it out. I want to start by defining some things. First, stability. Stability is the ability to resist force brought on upon outside forces such as weight, movements, and things of that nature. Second is injury. An injury is caused by your inability to control movement or slow down, whether that is through outside forces or just movements themselves. The third is flexibility. Flexibility is a passive range of motion we possess without resisting forces. These are misused every day in terms of getting better, healthy, and moving well. And that's just my opinion. And this is why. How many of us can stick our arms straight overhead, but then when weight is added, we can't get a full lockout. We start to see a soft elbow. Or how many of us can do a full air squat to depth with flawless technique, but once weight is added, depth disappears, knees start caving, some funky things start happening. Most people have flexibility through passive ranges of motion, meaning if I was to come into your house, say lay down, move your limbs into certain positions, let's say your arms overhead or lifting your leg up in a hamstring stretch, they would be able to do that somewhat easily. It's when we try to do this ourselves or we add weight, resistance, things like that, that's when we start seeing problems in reaching these ranges of motion. This is oftentimes quote unquote fixed with static stretches that will give immediate results, but by the next morning you'll be right back to where you were, whether that's in pain or suffering through ranges of motion that you can't get into, things of that nature. This term flexibility pokes its head out and is often diagnosed as your reason for not getting into these positions. Now we as humans should possess a certain amount of motion or range of motion as a base level of fitness. If we do not If we do not have these basic ranges of motion, different static stretches will make a big difference in the beginning. Things like basic static stretching, including a hamstring stretch, hip opening drills, upper body stretches. And to define static, static is a specific amount of time that you are holding a position. So think of, I'm going to keep repeating myself here, but a basic hamstring stretch, both legs are out in front of you, kind of shifting yourself forward. Feeling a nice stretch in the back of your legs, holding that for maybe like 30 seconds to a minute, something along those lines. But you see these early results in the static stretching because of the level of, I guess I'll call it deconditioning of the motions that we're taking ourselves through. So anything at this point is going to help. Anything static, stability drills that I'm going to talk about, things of that nature, anything is going to really help at this point just because of the conditioning level of the movements themselves or the muscle groups themselves. 
specific areas of the body. Now, I'm not saying static stretching is useless because it's definitely not, and I still do it every day. What I'm saying is it shouldn't be the only thing you do. I'm going to give you an example of sports because it's what I know. If your goal is to become a better basketball player, shooting on your own hoop is a great place to start. But to become great, you got to start playing with other aspects of the game, whether that's other people, other styles, other places, learning why the game is played, how it's played. This is how you become just a better overall player, mentally, physically, emotionally, things like that. Now, flexibility, aka taking your body through these passive ranges of motion, is a great place to start. This is shooting on your own hoop. This is testing yourself out, taking yourself through different ranges of motion passively, seeing if anything causes pain, seeing if anything is a good range of motion, a bad range of motion, anything you have to work on, things that are specifically bothering you. This is shooting on your own hoop. This is taking skills you have, things you've seen, testing them out, trying it out. But if you want to become a great athlete or simply a better functioning human, you have to introduce stability, or rather instability, which will translate into strength. So thinking of stability as a entity of its own, beside like separate of strength, as I said, stability is the ability to resist force. So we have to think of this as we're loading something and we're being able to resist movement at a specific area of the body or hold specific isometric holds. If you saw my Instagram post the other day, I had a warm up where I was doing some isometric stuff, pull up holds, uh, ring holds, handstand holds. Those are all stability through specific points of our body. A couple of them specifically, the scap, that was what I was aiming at there. So to become a better functioning human, we have to step outside of this term of flexibility, which is often misused and introduce unstable environments and this will translate into being able to move more weights in a stable environment. So stability is the key factor of today. And one of the things I want to talk about is how it relates to injury. In my opinion, stability is a great way to prevent injury. As I defined earlier, stability is control and injury is the ability or lacking the ability to control. So injury is uncontrolled movement. Thinking of if you've ever gotten injured, it's usually a motion that you couldn't control, something fast happened, or there was trauma along those lines, something like that happened for injury. But if we can control these ranges of motion a little bit better, injury is going to be, I wouldn't say non-existent, but the risk level is going to go down. This also, stability, goes hand in hand with flexibility. As I said, it's a great way to start. But with these static stretches, there should be exercises following that introduce the CNS to these newly found ranges of motion and lock them in as safe. And what I mean by safe is our body allowing us to move into a certain range of motion. One of the things I've really thought about with stability lately is if we're unable to move into a certain range of motion, so specifically let's talk about overhead because I see this as a huge problem for a lot of people. Moving overhead and locking out a position of weight overhead is oftentimes where we see that soft elbow or that unstable environment. And this is the 
I don't know the correct word for it, but like the basic of what I'm the basis of what I'm talking about. So if our body is not stable in these environments, they aren't going to allow us to move weight there because they cannot control it. Our body cannot control it. Our structure cannot control it. Our function cannot control it. And this in return, if we do try to push it there is when we get hurt. So as I said, injury is the, is the lack of ability to control. So if we're taking our body through ranges of motion that we cannot control, injury will occur. It's going to happen. There's really not a way around preventing it unless you get lucky. So this term of safe, locking them in a safe, is giving our body the heads up that, all right, I have a newfound range of motion. This is the range in which I'm taking it, strengthening it. So when we do go into that range of motion, it is controlled. We have to think about stability as, as I said, resisting force. So if we are having pain, if we are lacking movement in an area, we cannot control that range of movement. This isn't, we are not flexible enough to get into this position. Because as I said, if I was to move that arm in that position by itself, it's probably going to go there. It's just when we have resistance, our body's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to let you do that because then you're going to get hurt. So we have to think about this in a different way. In introducing our CNS and with strength training drills or stability drills is a great way. What I found to work the best so far in creating long-term success in mobility and stability and reducing injury, even though I'm a broke boy at the moment. So my go-to example is the hamstring stretch. Like I said, I'm going to kind of repeat myself here. Uh, the hamstring stretch is something that a lot of people do. I see a lot of people do it on a daily basis. They just bend over, touch their toes for a little bit with a rounded back, and that's their stretch. And then their hamstrings are just still tight, and they're really not seeing any, well, quote-unquote tight. But they're they're weak and they don't allow you to get in certain positions and there's no real changes there. So I want to give you guys a couple of drills you can try to see if this helps. Um, so we're talking about basic hamstring stretch. Static stretch, we're going to hold it for 30 seconds to a minute, trying to keep our back or chest in a, little, a nice upright position. This is going to create a more intense stretch, but what it's going to do is kind of keep us in positions we're actually going to be in here. So do that, and then I want you to pair that with something like a kettlebell Romanian deadlift. And if you don't know what that is, go to Brandon underscore Thrive Fitness Wellness, and there is plenty of examples. If you want a specific example, please reach out. I'll get, I'll get that to you. But doing this is how we're going to create long-term stability. So static hamstring stretch, our body's increasing new ranges of motion. We are stretching muscles a little bit. Another thing is our muscles aren't very prone to stretching. They're the length that they are. The There isn't uh, a true, you can't really stretch a muscle and leave, and leave it there, I guess. Like it's not gonna stay at a length that it was stretched to. It's only gonna have the ability through the CNS to increase a range of motion by lengthening. So when we go down, say for instance, a squat. When we go down, our quad muscles lengthen, but they don't really change in length. If that makes sense, hopefully it does. So giving our body the ability to say, okay, 
we're stretching into this range of motion. That is all right. This is a strong position for us. We've been there. And that's what's going to make true changes. So talking about the Romanian deadlift, we're keeping almost that same position that we see in the hamstring stretch, but with a load. So we're sending the hips back, loading the hamstrings, taking it into this new range of motion, hopefully with the static stretch that it kind of introduced you a little bit more to, or introduced your body to a little bit wider of a range of motion. And then with this RDL, we take that range of motion and we strengthen it. So with the kettlebell Romanian deadlift, this says, okay, we can go through this range of motion with weight. You're basically all set. It's not a one-time thing. It's not like deposit in the bank account. It's there. But it's introducing this on a regular basis is how we're going to keep the stability and injury factor to a minimum. Now, Using this can be done in any part of the body. It doesn't just have to be the hamstrings. We got quad stretches. We have maybe a quad stretch with a goblet squat or a pigeon stretch with a lunge. These are some of the things that I really enjoy doing uh, that I've seen a huge difference in. And mobility in the overhead position is something that we can introduce with like a kettlebell bottoms up press. We can introduce with banded stuff, making sure that when we reach that higher range of motion, we're getting full lockouts and scapular recruitment cannot say this enough. We're going to have another episode or another podcast when Derek gets back and we're going to be talking about scapular recruitment and I can't wait for it because if you've heard the episode with Dr. Justin Amy, we kind of went into it a little bit and we talked about how scapular recruitment is important, but I want to give it its own thing. So I'm running a little short on time, but I got 10 seconds left. But I, So what I want to say is thank you guys for tuning in. I'll be back next week with Derek. And we're going to be talking about part two of last week's podcast, which was the physio, uh, it's going to be the psychological benefits of recovery. So with that, I will, well, the clock went over. I forgot I messed it up. I didn't put the right clock on. Anyways, so that was 14 minutes. If you guys have any questions about stability, injury risk, how to get rid of that injury risk or minimize it, and maybe how flexibility can be used or utilized within stability. Please reach out. Thrive Instagram is Thrive Fitness Wellness. My Instagram is at Brandon underscore Thrive Fitness Wellness. And Facebook page like that, YouTube. Hit us up on here on the Apple Podcast. Subscribe and leave us a review, hopefully five stars. And uh, we will see you guys. I will see you guys next time. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Eat all the food you can. And stay stable. Support skinny boy.